live from the Hollywood Improv, it's the Nighttime Show! With us, as always, our head producer and writer, Matt Walker. I'm the voice of the Nighttime Show, Mike Black. Today, the Nighttime Show welcomes a very special guest, star of Red Dawn, some kind of wonderful Back to the Future trilogy, and the first feature-length Marvel movie, Leah Thompson! And now, our host, who comes to us from another universe, Put your hands together at home, and we'll all do a social distance round of applause for Stephen Kramer Glickman! Yeah, that's me! Oh, my lord. (laughs) Uh, Leah Thompson, it is an absolute honor to have you on the show. Thank you, Steven. It is. What a great introduction. Isn't he so great? Mike Black is great. I really am. You really are. <laughs> uh, you know, what's what's so great about, about this show is, uh, is you know, we, we get to talk to a lot of people that we've been fans of. And sometimes, you know, you've been a fan of somebody for, you know, for a couple of years. Sometimes it's a TV show you just started watching that you get excited. You want to meet that person. So we get to interview them. But you... Leah Thompson, for God's sake, Leah Thompson. We have wanted to. We've wanted to talk to you for uh, what since the you know uh, your whole life. Nineteen eighty four. You know, are for, you like thirty five? Like I'm forty one. So your whole life. My whole yeah. life, I've yeah. wanted to. We've talk been waiting to you. for this moment all our lives. We really <laughs> have. We really have. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a uh, it's really lovely. Um, where are you uh, from originally, Leah? Where where'd you grow up? I'm from Minneapolis. Oh, oh, nice. Minnesota. I'm a Minnesota girl. Minnesota's been in the news. Don't want to bring things yep. down or anything, <laughs> no, but yes. uh, those are all my stomping grounds that yeah. have been stomping on. So yeah. that, that's uh, a, it, it's a, but I, I can really talk like that if you want me to the whole time. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, no accent, but okay, wow. there it is. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> It comes out when I'm mad or bored. <laughs> we'll, we'll start hearing it towards the end of the yes. podcast. Is what you're saying? <laughs> when you were uh, when you were growing up, did you uh, have like any favorite actors or actresses? Anyone that you looked up to in the in the business? I, you know, I didn't really. I was a. No, I'm really going to talk in a Minnesota accent. Um, <laughs> I was. I didn't really think about being an actor. I was a dancer in Minnesota, and um, I did a few plays. And stuff. So I didn't really. All my heroes were like either kind of like uh, political and... figures or dancers or uh, uh, that. But when I decided to become an actress in New York, um, I really uh, there were several actresses that I that I love. But um, now I can't remember their name. <laughs> what, what, do you remember the first play you did? I do. The first play I ever did was called Madeline and the Gypsies. I was 11 years old, and then uh, my first starring role was a play called The Little Mermaid. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, I played The Little Mermaid, and uh, I was pretty terrible. This is how I talked. This is, this is how I talked. <laughs> well, because it was in Minnesota, and they were trying to get rid of the Minnesota accents, so right. they made us do these weird mid Atlantic accents. So I said, My prince, you mustn't sleep so late. <laughs> the bells of the temple are ringing for joy, and you are back. In your own world now. So it was a 40 silver screen star doing Little Mermaid. <laughs> That's great. That is I awesome. Know. I know. That's how I talk. That's how everybody at this theater talks. Oh, my God. Now, is that uh, – I, I know that you, you ended up at the American Ballet Theater. Where, was that uh, before or after? When did you, when did you, uh, uh, when did you get over to there? 
that was after I went to uh, Philadelphia and I was in the Pennsylvania Ballet and then I kind of washed out of there and I, I went to the American Ballet Theater and um, and then I then I quit because Bershkov told me I was too stocky, which is a great thing that happened to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, Bershkov told you you were too stocky? Yeah, yeah, he did, and he's pretty stocky. But yeah. um, he he uh, he uh, and I was ninety four pounds. But oh my god! Um, oh my but I really god. I didn't have a great uh, the uh, the best. I mean, being you have to be a complete freak to be a ballet dancer, and I did not have that body. So he did a a real honor for me. I mean, a real mitzvah for me by making me quit because then I became an actress, and that's been uh, a great run for me for a long, long time. Oh, so. yeah. Absolutely. Well, I would say every boy from the 80s disagrees with Barishnikov. <laughs> yeah, Barishnikov. <laughs> we're going to have him we on the show next. Great. We're going to tell him. We're going to yeah. tell him off. He, I, you know, that's like alive? so in my bio that it always comes up. <laughs> yeah. And and so, uh, I don't know, like 10 years ago, my daughter was in a, 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 a fancy jazz fundraiser she's a jazz singer at the time and and i Barishnikov was hosting it and i was dodging him i was so oh, afraid no. he'd be like you you besmirched my name i'll kill you <laughs> russians don't take that stuff lightly either you might have no. gotten a call from putin at any point so great um <laughs> when uh when you decided to make the leap into acting uh did you did you move out to LA right away? How did you find your way into it? You know, uh, as far as like getting your first agent, getting just getting in. Like, how was how was that for you uh, at that at that time? Well, I had a cousin and an uncle that were in the business, or two cousins. Um, my cousin Matt Barry, he did a movie called La Luna with Bertolucci and Jill Clayburgh wow. in the early early 80s or the late 70s. Anyway, it was an incest story. Yay. Um, <laughs> I think that was the tagline on the poster. <laughs> this is an yeah. incest story. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was a big deal. And uh, so he had an agent and my uncle, uh, who just passed away, was an actor and he uh, and they had kind of connections and uh, managers. They had managers. Actually, they had the same manager that Tom Hanks had for many years. And, oh, um, wow. But Tom Hanks wasn't Tom Hanks then. And um, <laughs> so I actually got the first job I auditioned for, which was a Burger King commercial. And they had such a, ca- a great casting director that you can you can YouTube this. There's a commercial with Sarah Michelle G- Geller, Elizabeth Shue, and uh, me in it. We're all Burger, Cur- Burger King girls and uh, in the same commercial. Oh, wow. Uh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So they they had good um, and good they casting also, think, director. I think they also cast Meg Ryan and somebody else later after us. So uh, they had a great casting director. So that was my first. Wait, uh, so it was I you, could... Elizabeth Shue, and who else? Oh, and uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh my yeah, God. Sarah Michelle Geller was young. She was sitting on my lap. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Good, good casting over at Burger King. I mean, yeah. seriously, you know, good well, eye, I, good I, eye. I got the job because I could say, "Aren't ya?" <laughs> <laughs> what was the whole line there? <laughs> Aren't you hungry for Burger King? <laughs> well, you? I am now. <laughs> uh, here's a uh, here's a, a fun uh, thing we like to do on the show. Uh, do you do you know uh, what your first IMDb credit is? No. Well, here's right. a hint. Here, here's a hint. Here's the plot of your first IMDb credit. Wealthy Derek Reardon is murdered in his opulent Long Island mansion. 
There are many suspects at large on the estate. With the help of Detective Stu Cavanaugh, the viewer learns the names and traits of the suspects and bit by bit must discover the murderer, the motive, and the method. Sixteen different plot twists and outcomes are possible. That is murder disc. Uh, sorry, mystery disc. <laughs> murder disc could be a better name, though. Mystery disc. Murder anyone? Question mark. Oh, available yeah. only on laser disc. Uh, so that is awesome. That's a great. What a great do first you, credit to have. And do then, you recall your role on murder disc? Uh, wait a second, Stacy. Was that Stacy? Uh, it, was, uh, it was it uh, was Sicily, 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 oh. Sicily. Sicily. Yeah, well, that was a crazy. That, yes, Cici. it is Sissy. Yeah, you were right. That was super crazy because um, that was like attempting to do the uh, like a, a video game because mm-hmm. it was a laser disc. So halfway in the middle of the scene, I didn't. I never played it. I don't know if I ever saw it, but <laughs> half, halfway up the, the, through the scene, it would completely change. Like the half first half of the scene you would be innocent and the second half of the scene you'd be a, a murderer so it was it was, <laughs> it was a real acting challenge yeah, i love it i love it i love those like it's always fun to see like where people start out um we this has to have prepared you for working with robert zemeckis <laughs> really, in a big way absolutely um, absolutely alternate endings you know yeah. um uh matt uh matt walker and i were talking just before this uh that he saw your second credit your first movie credit in, in the theater, the theater yeah uh, jaws, jaws jaws 3d, 3D. with the glasses and the whole deal yeah jaws 3d people zero yes <laughs> <laughs> that, yes that was a crazy that was a crazy experience um because i had to do all these crazy stunts um i had to do this water ski pyramid uh, mm-hmm. up on you know three-tier water ski pyramid uh with the with the regulars from the sea world show and uh, that I couldn't swim. And you did it? Like what? they didn't have a, did a stunt person? I did it. Yep. Wow. I, yep. Wait, and you yep. could not swim at the, at the time of doing this? No. No. I couldn't water ski either. <laughs> but I lied and said I could, which is, you know, what they teach you at acting school. Yeah. To yeah. Lie. First but lesson. That's what we do. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That, I was very sore for the first two weeks of training because I, I kept wiping out on, you know, have you ever wiped out on water skis? You like no, smash no. your head back. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> no. It sounds like an actual nightmare. You're far braver than any of the three of us. <laughs> yes. Like none of us have gotten on water skis. I know how to swim great and yeah. I won't go on water skis. <laughs> well, plus, you, you know, the three tier pyramid, you're on two little girls' shoulders. Mm hmm. You know, well, that and would then, be even worse for me. Yeah, yeah. at my weight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be worse for the girls. Said, yeah, those poor little girls. It's super designed. It's designed to be on uh, a lake, and they actually made it us do it out on the ocean, where the waves are much bigger. So oh, it was no. even more. Why? Dangerous. Why would they have you do? Th- like, was that? Did you know when you were auditioning that they were going to be like, "This is what we're going to do"? No. No, but I, I was a dancer, so I was kind of used to being like, okay, jump ho high, you know, so I didn't. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. <laughs> I stopped breathing forever. Yeah, but, you know, I was so macho and so cool that the star of the movie fell in love with me. So, you know, oh, like oh, that happened. Jaws? Oh, wow. <laughs> Jaws? <laughs> who was, oh, yes, the. Uh, who the, was the star of the movie? I, the, I Dennis, uh, I believe it was 
Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, now, for right sure. Now I recall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you guys were together for quite a long time. Him him and I uh him and I uh, uh ran into each other at the uh, one of the worst things I've ever been to in my life. It was a a uh, golf tournament for the LAPD. Matt Walker was oh, yeah. there with me and I actually I watched uh Mr. Dennis Quaid uh get yelled at by a cop <laughs> who had a gun on his on his person yeah. with sunglasses oh, no. on and he was yelling at him going, "You better play well today, Quaid, you son of a bitch. We have a lot of money riding on this." And I oh, and wow. I am a terrible golfer and I turned to Matt and I said, "We got to get the fuck out of here." <laughs> and we got in my car and we left in the middle cuz I was like, "I I am going to I am going to get shot. I'm going to be the first actor ever <laughs> shot by a cop on a golf course. Like this is a terrible I idea." I have to tell a quick Dennis Quaid thing where I was Please. at Barney's Beanery in Santa Monica and you know how they have all the TVs showing different every different station is on there. Sure. I was sitting next to a couple and they show this was like 2 years ago they show a picture of Meg Ryan now and it was not flattering. Oh, it was Meg just Ryan. not the best picture. And I didn't say anything. The bartender didn't say anything. A lot of people were real quiet about the picture. The couple next to me and I don't know if it was the guy or the girl, but one of them goes, that girl should have stayed with Quaid. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that sums up this image <laughs> wow, really wow. well. That's You know, you guys can continue telling Dennis Quaid stories. <laughs> no, I got no, a whole no. bunch of them what, I'm what not going to tell. No, what was he? What was tell he, a good one. Tell one really good what, one. What was it like, you know, spending time with him? What was he? What was he like to spend time with? He was he was very adventurous. It was really fun. We uh, I remember him just being like, "We're young, we're rich, we're in love." <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to be any of those three things. <laughs> I know. I but I think we went to Greece and we went. We did a lot of adventures, and that was really fun. And oh, How I cool did remember something. I was trying to remember. I did remember something really sweet about him, and that was. When we would go to, like, a little island, like, we would try to go to, like, a weird little island someplace, he would always bring a bunch of guitar strings, mm -hmm. and he would give them to the people that worked there, because he knew that they couldn't get guitar strings, and they were really expensive. Oh, wow. So we oh, always cool. That was his tip, was guitar strings. Whoa. I mean, money plus guitar strings. Yeah. And that, that was very, very sweet. I remembered that. That's you know, because these people cool. couldn't had no access to kind of anything. And, and being a a celebrity couple then in the eighties, like the paparazzi then was not what they are now. I'd imagine, right? No, they like, weren't. Because what, like, what was the big difference? What was it like? It was just really. It was different. It was. They just you know nobody had smartphones. Like smartphones are really something. Um, and also like Dennis had like bomb movie after bomb movie. <laughs> like, you know, we weren't like, uh, you know, I remember, I remember one thing, he did this movie called Tough Enough and we were, we were going to go on sunset to see the, the poster and we turned the corner and it was not even his face. It was just his abs and boxing gloves. And you're like, Wah! Oh no. That's rough. I know. We so we weren't that famous. Um uh, and we weren't and, that we were just famous enough to to do cool shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just we we were yeah, and that that's that's so kind of been my career and I think that's nice. Like I've been able to have a normal enough life and raise my kids in a normal enough atmosphere, you know, and not be 
overly famous. That's a well, great way to yeah, look at it. I mean, because like, your next main co-star was Tom Cruise, and I, his life since then has just been crazy, I'd imagine. Like, he can't go anywhere. With all the right moves? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a... He's a, he's a anomaly like he's super been able to maintain that kind of i think he's our last true movie star in that he's the the person where no matter what he's in it will open big just because of him and i think he's probably the last one we're going to see just the way that entertainment's changed yeah i agree i don't yeah i don't know if there's going to be movie stars anymore hey steven what time is it it is time for our Neft Vodka Moment. Mm-hmm. You know, at uh, Neft, they say, life is a story, make it a good one. Well, at the nighttime show, that's what we're all about. Great stories, especially stories from behind the scenes of movies and television and, and the entertainment industry in general. Yeah. Um, what's one of your uh, favorite stories? Uh, well, you remember when Deep Roy was on the show? Oh, Deep Roy. Deep Roy, for those who don't know, uh, was the Oompa Loompa, if for he played all the Oompa Loompas in uh, Charlie Tim, and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Tim Burton one with uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Depp. But he was also in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I think one of our favorite moments from that, a, a story that no one had ever heard before, was that Kenny Baker, who played R two D two, got too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> one day and couldn't get into the R2-D2 costume. So yeah. Deep Roy had to jump in yeah. and save the day. And he said it was way too small for him. <laughs> so funny. So funny. So, I mean, just just to know, not only did Deep Roy play uh, uh, Yoda mm-hmm. and, and Ewoks and mm-hmm. all sorts of creatures in Jabba's palace, but this wonderful, wonderful actor also uh, jumped in to save the, uh, the universe as yeah. R2-D2. <laughs> Um, anyways, we all, uh, after the show, we all sat around and uh, had some Neft Vodka. And I'll tell you what, Neft Vodka, it can really make a party take off. Uh, Neft is a small batch vodka with a taste as memorable as its container, which is a portable, unbreakable barrel that keeps Neft cold for up to six hours. It almost looks like R2-D2. It kind of does. <laughs> Inspired in Siberia, distilled in Austria, and has won awards all over America by neftvodka.com just head on over to buyneftvodka.com that's buy n-e-f-t vodka.com all right let's get back to the show Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, though, uh, although you have uh, you, you may have some amount of anonymity to be able to, like, live your life and things like this. The the thing that is uh, uh, different about you than than so many other uh, actors and actresses and stuff is people love you like yeah. Yeah. you're Aww. you're so well loved and for the things that you you know the, the for your career history but then mm-hmm. like because we 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 went on our well Facebook like unlike page. dennis quaid people <laughs> love their bad movies that's true you know? yeah. that's true they like both but i went on um i went on what's it called um i don't know if there's bad movies i'm not i'm you're you i'm <laughs> saying there's like a bad movie oh yes there's the one mix. there's one and it, we'll talk about that later but um, but that's fine. It's fine. It started but it's a, a genre. beloved bad movie. It is. A, it, is <laughs> it is beloved. It is beloved. Um, but uh, what was I? What was I saying? You're uh, going on Facebook. Oh yeah, no. On Facebook, we posted, uh, you know, saying that we were going to do an interview with you on our, you know, for our show, and it oh, received yeah, an insane. Um, oh my god, the insane amount of comments, and and a lot of them were not were not just like 
most of them were not back to the future. They were like, we got to talk about Red Dawn. In Red Dawn, you know, we, <laughs> yeah. we have to talk about her directing work on, on uh, uh, Switched at Birth. Like, we have to talk about uh, her directing work on Goldbergs. We have to talk about the, like the list of different things. And people have followed your career and your life and just adore you. So we've got a lot of, we got a lot of questions. We That's have to get so to. sweet. That's yeah. really nice. That's uh, really also, nice. a lot of people that worked with you, because Steven was on a TV show on Nickelodeon for five years, and then a lot of the crew went over to a show that, uh, to switch the birth, right? I yeah. Think it was a show. Yeah. Most and of they, the crew. Most, a lot of the crew that worked on it replied back and they were all saying like, could you ask her like about uh, singing the song from was it Howard the Duck? I think they said oh, yeah. on the set, and they're like, "Does she remember doing that?" Yeah, and it was James like, Smith said, "Ask her about performing the entire Howard the Duck song while waiting for a costume fitting on Switched at Birth because she was stuck sitting on the couch for an hour and she was bored." Um, because this is what he said: "Because of everything that's ever happened in my career, this is literally the highlight of my entire career. That woman is amazing." Yeah, that's from James Smith. Wow. Oh my god, that's what makes me so happy. <laughs> I'm a, I am way more eccentric than my image shows, that's for sure. I am very eccentric. <laughs> my kids will tell you that. Oh. Well, since we're talking about the yes. first feature-length Marvel movie ever yes. made. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to tell you that in 3rd grade I dressed as Howard the Duck for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. And my costume was bitchin. It was pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. But every kid had not seen the movie besides me. And so they were like, you're Donald Duck. I was like, no, I'm, I'm Howard the Duck. And they you're Donald Duck. <laughs> no, I'm Howard the Duck. I, I have a cigar. Why would I be in there? Like, no, you're. And the only person who got it was the vice principal at our school. And he goes, Michael? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, are, are you Howard the Duck? And I was like, yeah. And he just mumbled more to himself. He goes, you're going to have a rough life. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. He was dead on. He was absolutely right. So let's go through let's go through Howard the Duck just a little bit with you. How did you get involved in in that film? How did you did you audition? How did it uh, how did that happen? I did audition. Um, I remember I was doing Space Camp and I was trying to buy the stuff that I needed to like look like a rock star at the time. It was like Madonna and mm-hmm. yeah. and Cindy Lauper. So I was trying to find like old crucifixes and stuff I, I think in like i don't know where we were alabama huntsville alabama and um i was trying to figure out how to look to go from being you know catherine and who was super straight laced in uh in space camp and i was trying to figure that out and uh i remember auditioning and they were going to their house the richard uh willard hike and gloria katz's house and um I was trying to like uh, do the audition, but I was very hot at the time, obviously because of Back to the Future and at Universal. Oh, you're hot all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> my career. Oh, my no, God. I love that. Thank you. Um, and uh, and so I yes, I remember auditioning, and I think I had to sing, and they were really tickled. I was on a short list. I'm pretty sure of the movie stars at the time that could do that part and it was a big movie it was a big movie did you go a- into the room did you audition in the room for that or were you um did you have to do a like vhs tape and send the tape no i no. i went in i went to went to their house i remember and uh did the audition on tape 
And I have such a terrible memory, but I, I, I remember that, you know, everybody wanted to do it. And, um, you know, but the, the, I also remembered it was the same thing that happened on, on Space Camp. They started shooting the movie before they had any idea how to do it, which was stupid. <laughs> you know? Really? Note to self as a director. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't start a movie before you so, – so they really didn't know how – they couldn't make this stupid duck work. And, you know, They're like, it worked for Coppola and Apocalypse Now. Yeah, Let's we'll just do it. it. Yeah. 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 Figure yeah, it out it, in post. It did. They, it, and they, they – you know, my biggest pe- pet peeve about it is that they had all these great actors that could have done the voice of the duck, and mm-hmm. they could have, um, like – Improv, you know, recut it. If if Mm -hmm. if they would have let him improv, they could have recut the movie. But they didn't have, you know. But they were so. That's a great idea, actually. Well, that's what I kept saying. I mean, because I remember, like, uh, you know, Jay Leno and Robin Williams. They Mm -hmm. came to the set, and I was like, "Yeah, get him! Yeah, get him!" And Can you imagine were... if they'd gotten Robin Williams for that yeah. movie? Oh, oh my God. would have changed it completely. Yeah. Just, to, just to, uh, a reminder to the audience, uh, Ed Gale was in the costume of Howard mm-hmm. the Duck. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the, I believe the voice of Howard the Duck was done by Chip Zion, who mm-hmm. starred as the baker in Into the Woods in the original Broadway cast of uh, Into oh. the Woods. And then the animatronic like puppeteering was done by Tim Rose, who played Admiral Akbar? Yeah. So there, the, instead of having some and salacious crumb, right? Yeah. And yeah. So, so instead of having some like amazing comedy, you know, performer, th- that's it. Kind of went down this road, which is it's a it's a choice. It's a choice, but it, you're a hundred percent right. Like uh, you know, having having it's someone. It's why like, none of the other children at school had seen the movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If it would have been Robin, it could have yeah. been a, a totally different thing. But the real question about Howard the Duck is, what's it like filming a love scene with? a duck so hot <laughs> uh it was i mean you know what i i always have had a, a a very off sense of humor i mean i thought it was funny i had no idea that people would be freaking out about it like and we made went to all the pains of like m- making it look like it was just a funny i was being funny but the 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 it did rely on this weird love story yeah the, yeah the the, the screenplay relied on this love story, which, P.S., I think I did a really good job making that duck look like yeah. a, a, like yeah. something yep. you should mm-hmm. care about. Because <laughs> all they did was make com- – he complained the whole time. Yeah. I was like, why are you complaining all the whole <laughs> why time? Why would she yeah, care about this? Yeah. And then they inserted this insane – like this came out of nowhere. The ultralight chase at the end was like wasn't in the movie. Yeah. And it went on forever and ever. I remember sitting in my hotel room being like, what are they doing? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what Amazing. are they doing? <laughs> well, I you probably learned a bunch of lessons that you then now as a director are able to like put into practice and be like don't do any of this stuff cuz you saw that it didn't work. Yes. I think I think it, you know, all of your failures and successes uh inform you and definitely as a director I uh I definitely learned more from uh Back to the Future, the way he told oh. that story, yeah, the yeah. way, you know, the, the conciseness and the um, the never-ending mm-hmm. um, work on the script. But, you know, they never stopped thinking about how to fill the frame with more story and more character. And, uh, you know, that kind of thing is, is really informed me mm-hmm. as 
the director and how he moved the camera, not just to move the camera, but to help tell the story, to reveal something in a in a interesting way. Yeah, yeah. And, and and 1985, Back to the Future. That that film is, uh, I believe, a perfect film. Like yeah. we, I There's just, no way to improve it. Yeah, uh, Mike Glazer, who's one of our uh, hosts on, on, on our podcast, <laughs> we were talking the other night, and he had not ever seen Back to the Future, and I uh, hung up on him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I, I made him go and watch it immediately on Netflix, yeah. and, um, and he... He watched it and then called me afterwards and was like, "Oh my God, you're right. It's fen- it's a phenomenal yeah. movie." Yeah, and, and we still punished him by not letting him be here. Today. Yeah, yes. he couldn't <laughs> be here. We said, "No, no, we're only true fans can be here today." I, I, when people tell me that, I go, "Well, great, you've got something to look forward to." Yeah. but I, I have to go back Please. because I know we're not going to go back to Howard the Duck because I, I oh do God. have such great Howard the Duck fans. And I do appreciate them, and I'm so happy that people still get some joy from it. Yes. So even though uh, I was bad mouthing it, <laughs> just those technical details, yes. well, I do appreciate the. I mean, they keep releasing it in DVDs and yeah. Yeah. Blu-rays, and you know. So obviously, there's a lot of fans, and I really appreciate that. Well, and it, it was fun to be a rock star. It speaks very well of you that there were two trailers for that movie. Mm-hmm. One of them was all effects laden, Howard the Duck stuff, and one of them was just you sitting on a bed telling people about the movie which yeah. means at some point the producers were like this is really all we've got <laughs> <laughs> let's just push this <laughs> well it is a, it's an underdog story and yeah. uh and i think i think you know i've i've actually gone to marvel to try to pitch another a different howard the duck movie <gasps> and uh because i i think you know just because the technical things have caught up with it and and and, and i just i love the fans i know them i'm at ground zero with the fans and i appreciate them so i would love to give them another that look would at be howard fantastic oh, but anyway we can go back on. to back to the future now no okay. no look i mean look we should also say um our our uh, a friend of ours that uh, a friend of mine that that uh, that passed away monty hoffman he was yeah. in mm-hmm. uh, the film uh uh, as, as well, he was the bouncer that threw, I believe, throws Howard the Duck out yeah. in the beginning oh, of the yeah. film. And uh, we, you know, we, we, you know, we're we're big fans of that film as well as, I mean, Tim Robbins was in the uh, was was in the film as well. Oh, yeah. What yeah. what did did you guys uh, get to share any time together on on set? Oh, Tim or Monty? Oh, Tim, Tim, Tim Robbins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, um, it took six months. That that one scene in the. Um, Diner took an entire month to shoot, so yeah, there was a lot of downtime. Wow! Um, but yes, my uh, my checkered past. I've had some ups and downs, guys. What do you think? <laughs> hey, come on, come on. Um, no, I, I, may, I, may, I You know, I didn't. I didn't want to skip over some kind of wonderful because I know that's you met your you met your husband on some kind of wonderful. Is that right? Yes, he directed it. it uh, um, and yes, we were about. To, I don't know, thirty-one years for me. Wow! Congratulations. Wow. That's incredible. Especially in Hollywood years, that's like 172. <laughs> that, is, that is totally true. That's so true. Yeah. Yes. Howard the husband, I call him. <laughs> um, do you have? I'm a, I'm a big fan of Mary Stewart Masterson and uh, of of Mr. Stoltz. Uh, mm-hmm. What? Uh, do you have any any uh, any stories of of working with them that that you could share? Um. You know, they were both great. I mean, I wanted Mary's part. She had a better part. I wanted her part. I was jealous. And uh and but she was very good and fun to work with. They were 
you know, they were much more serious actors than me. I think I've always mm-hmm. kind of considered myself more of a a comic character actress than a than a than a than a serious actor. I guess the, yeah. the uh, business has kind of considered me that way too. But <laughs> um, they were more kind of uh, method. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's hard to remember. I didn't have that many scenes with Mary, and most of the time she was mad at me. So. Right. Uh, <laughs> Oh, but, right, right, of course. But I had done a, I worked with Eric a few times before that, so we were really good friends. And uh, now he's a director as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, not to, like, you know, rehash, you know, stuff, but it's like then you go off to do Back to the Future and Eric Stoltz is your is, – is, is there with you. Uh, was he there did, – did you work with him at all when he was brought over or was that – you know, how, how was that handled? Well, I worked with Eric on a movie called The Wildlife uh, that Cameron Crowe w- wrote, and uh, let's see, Chris Penn was in it, and Eric and I were played love interests in that. And that, I did that movie before Back to the Future. Then Eric was, they saw me at Universal, because they were looking at Eric, they saw me, and so I auditioned for Back to the Future, and so did Eric, and Eric and I both got the part, and then they replaced Eric. And then after that, I did... After Howard the Duck came out and it was a huge bomb, I did. Uh, uh, I, 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 Eric brought me some kind of wonderful and said, "Do you want to do this?" And I was like, "I better, I better get, I better do something, <laughs> get a job again." So I did. Uh, I did. So I had this interesting experience, you know, intense couple of years with Eric Stoltz. Yeah, and it's... Well, yeah, and doing a John Hughes movie in the '80s is oh one God. of those rare club things that you know very very few people can brag about having done yeah did you were you around him were you around john hughes a little bit yeah he he came uh and he was obviously very good friends with my husband because my husband did pretty in pink he did then he did some kind of wonderful then he did the great outdoors so i you know i was at his son's wedding you know i knew him pretty (laughs) kind of well as you know as well as you could know him he was an odd duck for sure (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know, a genius. Yeah. But my husband was very good friends with him. Yeah. And I think we should say it's certainly no knock on Eric Stoltz that he's replaced in Back to the Future because he's an amazing actor. It's just yeah. Michael J. Fox just happened to fit what Zemeckis needed for that film a little better, I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, and it, you know, it's high stakes poker. Everyone's like, everyone's always like, how much fun do you have? I guess it's fun for people to think about how much fun we have. But, <laughs> um, but the truth is, and you guys have been on the set, it's mm-hmm. a very arduous long difficult i don't know why it's so hard for so many people to realize how hard we work mm-hmm. you yeah. know how many hours and how how tiring you know there's a lot of pressure too. it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of anxiety it's a lot of discomfort and cold mm-hmm. and how yeah. do you deal how, how do you deal uh with um anxiety in this in this business like how and and how did you deal with it when you started and how do you deal with it now like what have you done you know to to deal with it over the years I don't know I mean I remember being very I'm some people eat when they're scared and some people don't eat so I remember not eating for years because I was just so scared all the time or like you know not scared but nervous um you know because it's just so much pressure so I was 
so now I'm not quite so skinny because, you know, I've been in my house for four months. <laughs> well, yeah. I, well, if it I helps, got COVID-15 going on here. If it helps, I eat when I'm scared and when I'm not scared. So. <laughs> hey, uh, a quick thing I want to talk about, uh, Mike Black. I, I think this is uh, something that we, we really should talk about. Yeah. And uh, it's a, um, a company yes. that was founded in 1983 in Tokyo, Japan, of course, I'm talking about the Zoom Corporation. Zoom. Now, if if it wasn't for Zoom, and Matt knows this, we would not be able to do our show. Um, they make the best audio equipment in the world. Um, we w- which one are we using right now? We, we're recording onto a Zoom Live Track L8 right now, and when we go do our live events at conventions and stuff, we often use the Zoom H6, and they're both just fantastic pieces of equipment. You plug your microphones in, you plug your headphones in, and you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, whether you're a classically trained pianist or a run and gun filmmaker or a podcaster like uh, you know like us um yep yeah i do a ton of podcasts and i can tell by listening when they're using a zoom and when they're not yeah it's uh, the mark of excellence it yeah. really is uh go check it uh, go check out all their stuff over at zoom-na.com that's zoom-na.com be professional for god's sake zoom-na.com all right okay let's get back to the show now, when, yeah. when you were filming Back to the Future, the tech was evolving as you were making the movie. Like, what, the way they started doing the, the special effects on the movie is not the way they ended up doing the special effects on the movie. Like, it was evolving while they're doing it because they're just inventing all kinds of new things. Yeah. Did you have to go back and reshoot a lot of stuff that you'd done earlier just because it had to be done in a different way for, for the special effects purposes? Was that going on at all? No, we didn't have to. We only had to go back and reshoot six weeks because they replaced uh, – Eric. Uh, Eric. But uh, no, you know, there weren't very many special effects. There was like a split screens in Back to the Future 2. The the special effects were just mostly my makeup, you know, (laughs) and my acting. So um, I didn't really experience that much. But I do remember really specifically in Back to the Future 2 when there were three of Michael's, Mm -hmm. you know, that it took forever we'd have to go home and come back um and the interesting thing was that you know bob's mac is super smart like they'd all be sitting around trying to figure out how to do something and he he would like let them talk for a while and then he'd go okay guys <laughs> this is how we have to do it and they would be oh yeah thanks wow he was <laughs> wow. super smart and uh super impressive and you know the special effects, I know, it's shocking. Like, even Red Dawn, the movie I did, Red mm-hmm. Dawn, before Back to the Future, there were no special effects in that. Everything that blew up, blew up. You know? <laughs> wow. There you was know, zero It was all practical effects. effects. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, Nothing. I, I wanted to uh, take a moment um, and just first impressions and just take a, a walk through the the, the cast and, and the folks of, uh, of Back to the Future with you. And just, just briefly, some first impressions of, of these people that you worked with. Is that okay? Sure. Okay, great. All right, let's start with uh, Robert Zemeckis. First, first impressions of, of meeting him. I, I, gee, you think I can remember when I met <laughs> or, him? Or, or working, <laughs> or just working with him in general. Um, for me, what I remember, I try to remember the joy. I remember how much joy he had when he would think about, the, he would be like, well, when someone sees this two times, they're going to see this thing I, that they didn't see the first time. He was, the joy he would find when something worked uh, mm-hmm. was uh, just made made my life. Like, if I could make him just, bubble up with joy 
and and he would he he really did think about watching it a second time. He never had any idea that people would watch it a hundred times <laughs> and still see something different. But he, the joy he had in the details of the the script were for me. You know, and if I said that to him, he'd be like, "All I remember is the pain." But I, I remember the joy of of him. Wow, I love it. Um, uh, Bob Gale. Bob Gale. Um, I Bob Gale just seems very thorough. You know, uh, he just seems very studio. He always seemed very studious and very thorough, and he still does. He's 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 a funny guy. I love it. Um, Mr. Tom Wilson. Oh, good dude. Funny. He is just always funny and and lovely. And, you know, he is a stand up, you know, and we've all performed with him. He's he's been on our show and he's totally different uh, persona than the Biff character. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In some ways. But, you know, he is dangerous. You feel like he could get mad. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He could easily beat you up. Like he didn't get heckled a lot any time that I performed with him. No way. Yeah, he, he's a big guy, but no, but I mean, of course he's not Biff, um, yeah. and I know that it took its toll on him mm-hmm. uh, to be, you know, super known for playing that that incredible, and he was incredible, like yeah. incredible yeah. every yeah. single beat. And I just yeah, saw it's something. kind of like a left-handed compliment that you know he's so well known for the part, and it's like he wouldn't be if he hadn't been so great in it. You know, yeah. I know, I know, I know, but I just saw something that they that and this is not usual. Bob Zemeckis and Bob gave Gale gave him a lot of credit for writing. Oh, they wow. said he, yeah, I never had heard that before. They were like, yeah, he added a bunch of stuff and it was always right. I believe that's exactly what they said. Wow. Whatever he, wow. and that I've never seen them give that credit yeah. to somebody <laughs> like that. That's very uh, cool. Yeah. He's very funny. Uh, Mr. Crispin Glover. Uh, you know, he was just a genius, genius. Like he's, he was so weird and weird and and weird committed <laughs> and awesome, you know, like so funny the, in back to future one, he, he, he's a genius. It's just yeah. a perfect performance. Uh, Mr. Christopher Lloyd, <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. And I have a very interesting relationship because we have done five or six movies to get mm-hmm. six different projects together wow. and we only had one scene together and I believe <laughs> wow. we only said two lines to each other. <laughs> oh my God. Is that crazy? Yeah. I mean, literally two years of filming together and when, and I said to him maybe like 15 years ago when we started to do like comic cons together, mm-hmm. I was like, hi Chris. He had no idea who I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh Hysterical. Now we, I think we saw the two of you together at the Hollywood Bowl, Stephen and I, when they did, uh, they played the movie, and the orchestra played the soundtrack to uh, Back oh, to the Future. Yeah. Wasn't that exciting? Oh, yeah. That was the coolest thing ever. I got to hang out with uh, with Mr. Lloyd backstage at the, yeah, uh, the Animation at the Awards. Anna, the Annie Awards this past year, and, and yeah. uh, I, I sat down on the couch next to him, and he had a big box of Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> and I said, where, do they, where are they giving away Kentucky Fried Chicken? He said, uh, he said oh, no, 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 this is in my contract. <laughs> <laughs> they they have to, to bring me Kentucky chicken. fried chicken. Wow! I never uh, yes. I spend a lot of time with him at Comic Cons. I've never seen him with Kentucky fried chicken. He is a he's a great guy. I love him. He's so funny. He can make a whole audience crack up with one word yeah. all the time. 
Yeah. Yeah. Man. Uh, and then, of course, we have to ask uh, Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. What, what was what was he like to? Well, my to first impression. Well, first of all, he had just replaced my friend, so yeah. that was yeah. his oh, little yeah. rocky Rough. beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, you know, I just thought he was like a TV star. I was like, I thought I was so much cooler than him until <laughs> I realized what a giant comedy, you know, his comedy chops were so huge. And I had a lot to learn from him, so uh, it was a it was a bit of a roller coaster. But um, I thought, you know, it was fun because we had such good chemistry, and he was so easy to act with, yeah. so funny and so easy to act with. And, and speaking of TV stars, you became a TV star not that long after with Caroline in the City. You did ninety seven episodes yeah. of the show. Such was a that, great show. Was that a a big transition moving from doing? primarily film to then all of a sudden you're on the show filming something new every week and you're rehearsing and you're in front of, you know, different groups of people. And like, how different was that for you? Well, that's when it really, my respect for Michael Fox really solidified because I didn't, I had no idea how hard doing a sitcom is, how scary and fun and like insane. Like it really is. It takes such chops as an actor to do a sitcom. And, and now that uh, was a live audience sitcom yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Before they all went kind of single can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a live audience and it was all riding on me and it was the best time slot in the history yeah, you're of You're part television. of must-see TV right there, right in the, the heart Between of that lineup. Between Friends and ER at their peak. Oh, wow. yeah. my God. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> what a what a what a time slot. That's amazing. And I remember Time Magazine called me the ultra bland Leah Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> so you I know would, what I did? Fucking, I would get business what cards. What did you with do? That what, yeah, <laughs> business cards. Get it on a get it on your door when people come in. What what did uh what did you do when they when they said that? I had a I had a like a to wear body stocking sometimes when I was supposed to be in bed with somebody which was like every week, and and I so I had this nude body stocking made with a big U on the front so it looked like a superhero costume ultra bland woman overboard audience. Yeah. Yeah. like Stephen once got a review from the Chicago Sun Times I think it was yes it was or Chicago Tribune where they said uh, Stephen Glickman is loud. That was the, that was the whole <laughs> review. There was no like he's funny, talented. It was just like Stephen Glickman is loud. That is the whole. I smell review. a superhero yeah. team up. And, and yeah, you, you go. had that made Ultra into a hat. Man. I had it made into a hat, and it was. It, I, I wore it all yeah. the time, and it was. Yeah, it was great. And they're not wrong. You are loud. I am loud. Yeah. Uh, Ultra bland and loud boy. Um, <laughs> we we got to take. We Coming have soon. Hey, uh, real quick before we continue the show, um, I want to talk about a third-generation family-run business that I am very proud to be working with. Uh, Sennheiser is the number one, number top tier (laughs) microphone uh, company in the Mm -hmm. world, and we are so lucky that we are now recording our show using Sennheiser microphones and their headphones. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. We're, we're talking into Sennheiser MD42 microphones and using Sennheiser HD25 headphones, and these sound amazing. I mean, listen to Mike Black's voice. Listen to the rich and sumptuous soundscape that comes out of my voice oh. every time I speak into a Sennheiser. Absolutely. Go check out uh, their microphones and their sound equipment over at Sennheiser.com. All right, let's get back to the show. 
There's so many questions. Uh, I mean, we could talk. We could talk to you for forever. Uh, but there are so many questions of people. Uh, you know, pe- people wrote in stuff. Uh, our our friend uh, Alex wrote in. Can she adopt me? Uh, you know, like uh, Christian uh, Shirock wrote. Uh, Love Dennis the Menace. Any Dennis the Menace uh, stories? Any Walter Matthau? Anything to oh, say yeah. about? Oh about my God, I have the best Walter Matthau okay. story. Can I just say something dirty? Yes. yes. Is this, I can say anything you want. Okay. Um, Walter Matthau, when I first met him, I was dressed like, uh, I was dressed like, um, oh, I don't know if I can tell this story. Yeah. Yeah, you can. You can. It's okay. We believe in you. I loved Walter Matthau and he was the best guy ever. And he could make a joke out of anything kind of, you know, like amazing. So he said, he said, I well, now I can't say it. Yeah, I, I sure got to save the sun. But anyway, was it? He was, was it like? He, did he? Did he see you and say this is a very attractive woman? Was it something like that? Was he very? Was it that kind of thing? Kind of, kind of. Whatever situation? we're guessing is worse. So you should probably just tell us. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, okay. We're comedians, you know. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we we know we know how how rough it gets. But he, it's okay. okay. He, he said. He said you because I look like Marilyn Monroe. Uh-huh. He said, you look like Marilyn Monroe. And I said, I know. He goes, yeah. You know, I tried to have sex with her once. It took me all night to get it up. She just <laughs> laid there. God. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, my That's what he God. Said. Uh, oh, my God. That is the greatest. <laughs> well, Time Magazine, who's ultra blam now? <laughs> You dumb sons of bitches. <laughs> Holy crap, that's so great. That's the first thing he ever said to me. Oh, that is fantastic. Oh God. And it went, the story was worse than that. I, I watered it down for you guys. Wow. wow. Oh, that's so funny. That is and I awesome. loved him from that moment. I was oh, like, thank you. Such a great. That is so funny. Marvelous. <laughs> marvelous. What a great, what a great guy. Thank you for it. finding the courage to tell us that story because that is awesome. I love but it. But then he, but then you know, like they cut a bunch of my scenes before they shot them because they wrote this other crazy thing that happened um, with uh, Chris Lloyd in uh, yet another movie that I had no <laughs> scenes with him, and um, in and they cut a bunch of my scenes before they even shot him, and I was crying, and he said he was so sweet. He goes, you know, there's a bunch of actors who 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 do great with just even one scene. Don't worry about it. You're wonderful in this movie, mm-hmm. and. Um, and, and don't worry about, I mean, he was really a lovely, lovely, a great man. And, uh, I, I loved working with him. And then later my husband was set to direct him in, uh, in grumpier old men. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he goes, who is this Howard the Deutsch? Howard Deutsch. Sorry. Howard the Deutsch. <laughs> who is this Deutsch. Howard Deutsch? And they go, well, he's married to Leah Thompson. And he goes, I like Leah Thompson. Have her direct the movie. <laughs> 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 well, that's what I wanted to to get us into before we wrap up here is as a director, you have done um, some really uh, incredible stuff. And Switched at Birth is a big show. I mean, we got so many comments about Switched yeah. at Birth. Uh, what? Uh, and then and then I mean, that's just one show. I mean, I know you just directed uh, Goldberg's and you were just on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually uh, spoke to Adam uh, Adam Goldberg during the first season of Goldberg's mm-hmm. because 
I saw Back to the Future 2 and saw a promo where they said that hoverboards were going to be coming out for real. So I told every single person at my school that my father was buying me a hoverboard (laughs) and lied to the entire... I lied to friends and family. I told everyone that it was already ordered. It was on the way. And then they did that on the show. They actually did an episode about (laughs) the hoverboard, the the fake hoverboard commercial thing and how it... (laughs) fucked up all these kids you know these kids thought it was coming and they couldn't wait um so i mean i'm a i'm a goldberg's fan for life i think it's a great show and you and you did a great job that episode was awesome so uh what what's been that like for you i mean uh you know becoming a a director and you know and and directing so much stuff um it's i love directing i just had a star girl episode you can still uh mm-hmm. watch it on the cw app oh that's the um, dc I, the dc show yeah yeah the dc star girl so that was my first kind of like um big kind of epic fight scene kind of show so that was really fun special effects and kind of choreographing all of that which was super exciting um i i i like fantasy i like that kind of humor and and everything and I also had a chance to do Katie Keene which I got to shoot in New York City and all these incredible actors and all this kind of glamorous fun stuff and um, so uh, I've done the Goldbergs and schooled and I got to do mom that was really fun I got to do a sitcom (laughs) in front of an audience so that was weird because it was a lot of people from Caroline in the city so I also (laughs) did my own movie which you can still see on Hulu called the year of spectacular men I Mm. did that with my two daughters Oh, cool! Um, yeah one of my daughters wrote it and starred in it and did the score and wrote the music and the songs and my other daughter Zoe that was Madeline Deutsch Mm -hmm. and then my daughter Zoe Deutsch produced it and starred in it and uh, I acted in it and directed it and you know did the whole thing you know that that whole thing of like getting making something from scratch yeah. that's the first thing i've ever oh, kind that's of amazing yeah, yeah it was it was really great it, your, it, your it, daughter zoe by the way is hilarious she was in uh the the uh zombie land 2 and yeah. she's just yes. so funny as madison in, in zombie land 2 you got and uh, and i've i've seen her of course on uh the politician as well i mean that's yeah. it's it's awesome if you if you haven't seen um the year of spectacular men you should check it out right now it's and, awesome and i know we need to wrap up soon but i do have to ask you the number one question we got on facebook was how is it that you don't age yes oh, and do, do you have I'd a picture like... of what well, what did they say do you <laughs> oh have... you, do you have a do you have a painting that's aging in your in your attic <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> no <laughs> no you know probably probably the reason people feel that way is probably because i don't like try that hard somehow i think that ends up making you look younger Mm-hmm. When you don't, when you're not really trying to like look like you used to look, I think I don't know. I'm wondering if that's the, the case because I, I can't be bothered to try too hard. <laughs> um, so I mean, I've noticed that with my friends lately. You know, who couldn't get their nails and their eyelashes and all that mm-hmm. done. I'm like, you look younger. You know, when you're not yeah. trying too hard. Um, yeah. Yeah, and when and 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 we're so used to in Hollywood too, like you know, with the Botox and the stuff and the lip implants and the things, it's like everyone ends up kind of looking like this, 
And then people say you should have stayed with Quaid. Yeah. Is what happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. You it all goes wrong yeah. one You day. don't want to say that. <laughs> so. I don't know. You know, he keeps trading younger and younger. I don't know. I don't think that's going to work out. Um, but, but yeah, no, you, you know, you're a, a, a phenomenal actress. And Thank a, you. And a great a, director. And a great director. I mean, so awesome. And I'm, I'm so excited to uh, – for – cons to come comic cons to come back and things so that maybe we get to uh, we'll see you, there. you know see you at, at one of these uh at one, one of these of things in the future yeah exactly like we do i know i would love that yeah. you guys are the best oh, you are you. awesome to talk to i actually have had a really great time talking to you oh, thank good. you so much thank you our our show hosted at la comic con last year the biggest panel of the year which was uh the office cast reunion yeah oh and my it was God. ten thousand yeah. people in the audience <laughs> so if if ever you're down to do a live one of these when you can uh, get 10,000 people in a place again oh yeah when we're allowed to do that <laughs> yeah, please right. please consider we'll have you come out yeah. and do something oh like I'd this. love that I know and that good. we all need to be cheered up so thank you for cheering me up and oh, cheering this audience up thank you so much it's well a, thank you it's Leah. a difficult time we all have to take care of each other you Absolutely. bet where, where can people uh, are do you do you use social media can people find you on social um, yeah, my, my, uh, I have Instagram, I have, uh, Twitter, my Instagram's probably the most yeah, family friendly. Yeah, what's the Instagram they could follow? Uh, what is my Instagram? I'm looking at it right now. I think it's Leah Thompson, Leah underscore Thompson. <laughs> Great. Um, and, uh. Your parents I gave d- you one of those weird middle names? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> underscore, underscore yeah, is the yeah, middle underscore. name. <laughs> but I've been ridiculous. actually having this. I've been, I've been having fun because I've been doing. Uh, I've been doing cameos for charity, and that's been kind of fun. Like at least interacting oh, cool. with my fans and being able to give money to different, you know, people who need it, which is like everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. I love that uh, app. I think they've done a great job with that. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard not being able to even, I mean, it's fun just even thinking about trying to make, cheer somebody up or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. that's uh, that's been good. And um, I also did a podcast. That was fun because mm-hmm. you can do podcasts. So I did a narrative podcast with my daughter, Zoe. What's it called? That, you know what? I just texted her. And <laughs> she, I'm like, what is it called? We'll, uh, we can always it, add it later. Yeah, yeah we can. Yeah. Text me later. We'll, Don't stress we'll, out. We'll get an impressionist that. to pretend they're you. and then It's, yeah. it's one of it. these you know, when, ones that was written, and they spent a lot of money on it, and they have to put special effects in it oh, wow. and all of that. Oh, so, way more effort that, than I'm putting in on this one. Yeah. <laughs> and it was interesting because it's about us kind of switching bodies. Okay. So we, we kind of had to play the same character, but in different – It was. I don't know. I hope it works. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait to check that out. Uh, Mike Black, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram and all social media at Mike Black Attack. Wonderful. What about Matt Walker? Where can people find you? Uh, there are links to everything at funnymat.com, or if you're upset by any of my questions, you can let me know at mattwalkersucks.com. Uh, you can, <laughs> <laughs> it's a real website. People do do uh, yes. yell at them pretty yeah. often. Uh, you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all across the socials. Uh, Leah Thompson, you are a uh, treasure. A, a treasure. You really are a treasure. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, you guys. You're awesome, and good luck to you. I Thank hope you. I see you soon. You too. You too. Bye-bye.
holiday season. Burger King wishes everyone the happiest of holidays. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Exciting message from Burger King. We know you're watching the game, but you're waiting for something more exciting. Ready? Broiling beef frying nearly two to one in the coast-to-coast -coast survey. Not better than baseball? Think about it. Nearly two out of three people chose broiling. Burger King broils. McDonald's and Wendy's fry. Okay, now back to baseball. But the second it's over, everybody up. Click off your sets. Come on to Burger King.